Good morning, and thank you for joining me uh, once again on this uh, uh, Friday morning as we do some uh, thinking and preparation uh, for our gathering this Sunday. This Sunday, uh, we uh, uh, will preach uh, the the first of uh, three Easter-oriented sermons, and uh, we'll be in the Gospel of Luke chapter 23. I'm going to just kind of zero in on one verse uh, today, uh, dealing with the crucifixion of our Lord. So uh, Luke 23, uh, verse 46. So if you want to take a look there, uh, you can, if you can uh, open your Bibles at this time. And so we'll be thinking uh, about uh, the narrative or looking at the narrative, uh, the actual account, the historical account, uh, the, the, the true testimony of uh, the events uh, uh, pertaining uh, to the crucifixion of our Lord, that uh, uh, Jesus, the man, was nailed to a cross by Roman centurions uh, f uh, as a result of a conspiracy uh, between the Jews and the Romans. He endured the great brutality uh, of uh, the, the Romans and, and the Jews as well. Uh, he was ridiculed before uh, the mock trials, uh, uh, again, carried out by both civil and religious authorities. And so he is nailed to the cross, and in his dying moments, uh, he utters this uh, phrase here in verse 46. Uh, then Jesus calling out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend or I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. One thing that I would just point out here is um, uh, Jesus is said to have cried out with a loud voice in that uh, typically when this is portrayed in the various movies that are seemingly endless that want to portray the crucifixion. They uh, portray him as kind of whispering his final words. Uh, but here it's said he's crying out with a loud voice, which I think the, the idea that we should get is just as Jesus said he would, he would lay down his life, that, that it's not taken from him. He lays it down. And so his physical death occurs at the moment that had been agreed upon by the Father and the Son in eternity past. And so with the uh, still quite a bit of strength, in which you would normally think he could live for hours more, he cries out. He's able to get a deep breath and cry out so it can be heard uh, these final words. And then what does he do? He surrenders himself into the care of his heavenly uh, Father. Uh, death doesn't take him. He, again, commends himself, commits himself into the care of the Father. He has accomplished his pu purpose. He has suffered the just wrath for the sins of all who would ever believe, and he has died as our substitute, and all that is ever needed uh, for the salvation of those who would believe has been accomplished uh, on the cross, and so he can rest in uh, the certainty that the Father will receive that sacrifice, that work, as acceptable from him on behalf of those who would believe. And so it is the 
ultimate, not only perfect sacrifice or complete sacrifice or finished sacrifice, it is the perfect acceptable sacrifice. And in that, it ends all uh, necessity of sacrifice. And so uh, we see here uh, the accomplishment of the cross as uh, uh, the, the, the pinnacle of what God uh, would do uh, for sinners uh, through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we often speak of the, the work of Christ on the cross uh, as uh, uh, penal and uh, uh, substitutionary, substitutionary and vicarious. Uh, he uh, is our substitute. He suffers our penalty. And again, uh, he does it in our place. He is our vicar. He is our representative uh, before God. And so um, uh, that is uh, what we uh, celebrate uh, as the accomplishment of God uh, for us. There is no gospel uh, without a crucified Savior on a bloody cross. And so as distasteful as that picture is, it is the most glorious thing that's ever been accomplished in the course, not only of human history, but in the, the, in the course of all of existence from eternity past to eternity future. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.